Free Myth Podcast, episode 239. Conte and Cheryl Cole. It, it'll make sense. It'll make sense. It's not sure. Yes, yes, I am indeed your host, Kojo. Another episode, another day, another great weekend of Premier League football. FA Cup football as well, some Champions League draws and a lot of utter chaos. But that's what the Premier League brings us. And with me, I have brought five superb guests. This is a jam-packed podcast today. It's going to be six voices you hear, so don't get confused when you hear it one after the other. Um, but we're going to start, you know, we'll start from the top to the bottom in terms of how the, the thing is. This is not how the league table is, by the way, because, I mean, that wouldn't be true. Um, Chris, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good, mate. I, um, this is more like a sort of Spain 2010 World Cup six in midfield podcast, which is uh, pretty pretty good to be honest. I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm happy to be on. Long term follower of you guys, so um, yeah, happy to be uh, happy to be appearing, and uh, hopefully it'll be a good show and not talk much about Liverpool, please. Yeah, I mean, you guys didn't play this weekend, so you might get away scot free. But we'll, we'll see how I'm feeling. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, his links are going to be below in the bio, just like everybody else. He's got a YouTube channel. It's a great channel. He does all sorts of, sorts of football as well, not just Liverpool stuff. So check him out. Returning guest, Villa's special fan, Dan. How you doing, bro? <laughs> Villa's special fan, Dan. Uh, I'm good, bro. I'm good. It's been a while. It's been a while, Kojo. It's good to be mm. sat here again. Um, yeah, man. I just, uh, I'm chilling a little bit. Ramadan coming up. So uh, Ramadan Mubarak to all the brothers and sisters out there. I'm just going to put that one out there first Ooh. and foremost. Uh, but yeah, I'm flying high as a Villa fan right now. We finally made it out of 11th place. Uh, we're back there again. So <laughs> we move. No worries. No worries. Uh, another returning fan. I went, and I had to bring him in because he keeps it real. I know he's going to come and say his piece for sure. Ash. How you doing, bro? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me back, man. It's always a pleasure to be on on this podcast. But yeah, man, so it's just been a tough, tough couple of weeks. I think last time, no, nah, it was a, it was like I think the second time I was here was towards the end of Jose's tenure, and now yeah. it looks like we're we're back to square one again. So yeah, man, lots to talk about. But yeah, thanks for having me back on, man. Absolutely. For anyone that doesn't know who he's talking about. I think you know he's talking about Tottenham Hotspurs. We're going to definitely get onto that one as well. There was a beautiful, passionate rant that I heard. I thought it was great, by the way. Um, another returning member, honorary member, Theo. How you feeling, bro? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me back on, as always. Um, I think the last time I was on, I was, I was stressed out because of Chelsea. I'm still stressed out because of Chelsea, so nothing's changed. Um, but yeah, man, thanks for having me back on. So I appreciate it. Absolutely. And finally, last but definitely not least, from Eagle Eyes Football, no, it's not Rich. It's someone that I may, I may see. It might be even better. We're going to find out. JC, how you doing, bro? Um, I'm still recovering from a 4-1 battering from Arsenal, but I'm happy we scored a goal. We've had a shot on target. I'm, I'm happy about that. I'll take you three. <laughs> it, took, it took Vera leave, leaving for a, goal to go, for a goal to go in, but... Um, yeah. There's still losses on the way, still no wins in 2023. But we won't start there. We won't start there. I think we'll start on a good note here. There's no Boomer fans here, so we can just ridicule really them. Dan, your club went 3-0. Very comprehensive victory at home against uh, a Bournemouth side that is struggling to stay in the division. Firstly, how did you feel about the game, how it went? Yeah, look, I think um, just in general, Villa have been, have been playing some good football. Unai Emery, I think, 
you know, I haven't been I haven't been down to Villa Park um, for a while, but I think at the at first I think the, there was this idea that the fans are kind of taking a little while to get used to his style of play. I don't know if there's any Arsenal fans listening at all, but it's very slow. It's very kind of pass it out from the back, patient, patient, patient. Yeah. And at first, you know, Villa were kind of uh, you know getting getting dispossessed early in the first half, you know, that kind of thing. But Actually, at Bournemouth now, I think this, you could probably say this is probably one of Villa's best performances, just controlled the game, uh, scoring goals for fun, Jacob Ramsey looking good, you know, uh, we've got, you know, one of our key players out as well, no Bubakar Kamara, but Dougie Louise and John McGinn had a great game. Uh, but yeah, in general, just, I'm just very happy because I think Villa just haven't been great at home this season. That's been a huge, huge issue. So to have a 3-0 victory, yeah, it's good stuff. Absolutely. Um, Chris, we're going to ask you about Villa. And I'll ask you about the question is ambition. Um, Villa are one of a couple of sides that are not really far away from a rele- um, relegation. Sorry. Uh, European place. Um, if you're talking about 12th to 20th, it's a relegation battle. But it seems 11th and above can be anyone that fights for Europe, whether that be Conference League, um, through a league position and Europa League. Um, but for Villa, good side, good team, good players. Um how far do you think they should push? I mean, considering the teams above them, do you see them as a competitor to your your Fulhams and the rest of them? Your Fulhams and your Liverpools, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't uh, want to say. Why not? Why not? Um, you've got an absolutely outstanding knockout tournament manager, so why not get in those knockout tournaments, right? Mm. Um, uh, they've got a, a striker I'm a massive fan of, Ollie Watkins. He's taken a lot of slack over the years from a lot of fans, um, from his own fans, from um, from out, other, other people as well. But he works so, so hard. He put he plays for the badge. And now he's starting to actually find the goals uh, that he's been craving, that he, we all knew he was very capable of. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm really, I'm just impressed with Aston Villa since Unai Emery's gone in. Bit of a sad one that Stevie G's not the man that's doing it. But I tell you what, um, I'm it just it's exciting to see where Villa go. They're a big club. Um, they belong in the upper echelons of the Premier League. So I'm excited to see where they go forward. In terms of going towards the top seven this season, it's going to be a, a stretch with all the teams and the, the crowd in there. But why not? I mean, I mean, just before we move on to someone else, you you, you mentioned Stevie G. Would he, would you take him right now, considering how your team's playing right now? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he needs to go somewhere else and, and rebuild before that can happen. But um, yeah, he is the he's the apple of my he's my the love of my of my entire life when it comes to football. <laughs> so I can't I can't criticize him too harshly. Absolutely, absolutely. JC, um, Bournemouth are three points ahead of you right now. Um, considering how but they performed in recent weeks. <laughs> considering how they performed in recent weeks do you do, I mean and obviously after this game as well do you see them maybe getting enough points over you out of the two teams basically who do you see being able to get a bit more consistent points to fight this battle we'll put it this way we are in free fall and they're starting to pick up points so I think that almost answers your question we've picked up five points out of the potential 33 which is a reason, which is probably the main reason why Vieira was sacked because that is just outrageous. We haven't, we've got one win in sixteen games. We haven't won in twenty twenty three. We've had five. I think we've had six games all season where we haven't actually had a shot on target. 
So yeah. it's like we've gone from last season at the end of the season, we're thinking, yo, Vieira's done an FA Cup semi-final in his first season. We're thinking, yo, we're going to push on, but there was no investment. There was no nothing. We didn't even try and get Conor Gallagher back. And then when we actually tried, Everton already wanted him, so his price went up to 40 million. Can't pay that kind of money. And, yeah, it seems like we went back to having Roy Hodgson as our manager again with Vieira. No no pressing, no passion from the team. It just went downhill. And unfortunately now, it looks like Roy Hodgson is going to be our manager again until the end of the season. So it's not a good time to be a Palace fan right now. I kind of, I'm going to say this with the most love in my heart for Roy Hodgson. He's retired. Leave him alone. That's what we're all saying. Honestly, I would have kept Vieira until after the Leicester game because bear in mind, the run that we've had is outrageous. Um, so the run we've just had is Arsenal, Brighton, Man City, Villa, Liverpool, Brentford, Brighton again, Man United, Man United, Newcastle, Chelsea, Tottenham, and Newcastle again. So we've had that run, and that's an incredible run. <laughs> but we haven't really played that many teams like Leicester. So I guess not really winnable games, but games of people that are around us. We haven't given them a chance. So, yeah, it's what it is. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Um, Dan, before we move on from Villa and we go to uh, Ash and Theo, um, what are you hoping for the rest of the season? I mean, if it's not a European spot, are you just hoping to get into that top 10? Or what will be your ambition for the rest of the year? Look, now I think the thing is we've been breathing down Chelsea's back, you know, to get out of, to get out of 11th. Move over there, you know. See what we can. Do. The thing is, the th- I hate, I hate this like this idea. But like, you've got to do the whole one game at a time thing. We're at that stage of the season now, where you say there's this many games left. It's not this many games played, right? So, who knows, right? For me, I'd love to see us make uh, some sort of a charge to finish seventh. I think that would be great. But you know, the way that Brighton are performing. Um, I don't see Liverpool kind of dropping out. I don't see Newcastle dropping out. Tottenham have accrued a few too many points, right? Mm. So for me, I don't see Europe as a destination. But if we can finish eighth and push that um, push that potential European spot, I'll be really happy. I'm excited for next season because what Emery's already managed to do with this team is just, yeah, it's just fantastic. I'm seeing, like, as good as Gerrard... Um, was at first like I'm actually seeing uh, a pure strategy here, like a, a manager who's, who's come in and made the best out of the players that Villa had. You could not have told me that John McGinn was going to be a you know 2006 style like right midfielder. You know them ones from back in the day, right? Yeah. yeah. You could not have told me that he was going to be doing that um, at, at such a high level for us. But uh, look, Emery's. Emery is showing us that there's way more in this Villa side than I think um, any of us really did think. So yeah, seventh or eighth, that's what I want to see. I mean, to be fair, you're four, you're four points off um, six. I mean, so are a lot of clubs, um, including Fios Chelsea, who can't seem to find the word consistency in anything right now. Um, two two. <laughs> <laughs> We've been here before, but I don't want to ask you, man. How how are you feeling? Honestly, how are you feeling about even Potter as well, actually? 
Oh, I don't know, man. I think I think it's difficult because I think look at the games, the Leicester game, I think the Dortmund game, um, even Leeds. I think there were some positives to take from them. All three of those games, I thought we, we could take some positives, but there's still a lot to do at this club. There's still a lot. I mean, we've got Villa next, so that's a that's a massive game in, in, in terms of what we're hoping to achieve this season, if it's anything in terms of European competitions or, you know, Europa League conference or whatever. Um, but there's still a lot to do. You can see, based on Saturday's game, it was just, it's just a weird game. I mean, we, we controlled the first half. Defensively, we were poor. And I always I always worry when you, you've got three centre-backs and you're that poor defensively. <laughs> like when you've got Koulibaly, Fafana, um, your two of Fafana was brilliant. But when you've got three centre-backs and obviously you've got uh, James and Chilwell, you shouldn't be that bad defensively. You should not allow Everton to come back into a game. You know, the first goal was poor, um, avoidable in terms of the corner. But the, the second goal, I mean... It's one of those that you just can't forgive because Koulibaly has to do better there. Kepa has to do better. Um, part of subs, I mean, I don't know, man. I think he's, I still think he's out of his depth, if I'm honest. I, I still think, obviously, he's got a lot of time on his hands. He's, he's, in, he's in a good position because the board are backing him still. But when you're making those kind of subs and killing the game, trying to see the game out with all those defensive players on, it just didn't make any sense. So there's a lot still for Potter to do. Um, I still think, this season's a write-off. Like I said last time I was on here, I don't think we, we're going to get Europe. Um, I think this season's about getting that consistency and trying to bring the team together, get the right players in, get his best 11, make sure he knows that for next season mm-hmm. and then start recruiting again in the summer. It's, it's unfortunate we have to do that. We need a number nine. That's clear to see. We need a striker. So that's got to be top of the, the, the list of players that we need to bring in. I mean, Chelsea haven't had a good luck with strikers in the last 20 years. I can think of three, maybe, that have worked out. Uh, Costa, 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 Anelka. Anelka, go back a bit further, Hasselbank, and then, <laughs> then so I mean, so it's been, it's been poor. It's been poor since about 2017, 2018 season in terms of strikers and trying to, to bring one of those in. And I think you can see that we, we're crying out for a striker. Um, I've always said Ivan Tony. I know he's a, debatable at the moment with his, his gambling stuff and whatever else that he's got going on. But you take a gamble on Ivan Tony, literally, <laughs> I think he, I, I literally think he's going to be one of the top strikers in the Premier League. So I think we should take, he knows the Premier League back, back, you know, he knows how to put a ball in the back of the net. He knows how to score penalties. We need Ivan Tony in my opinion, but I don't know. We, we need a striker. I mean, Ash, your, your team seems to be a connoisseur in not keeping leads. Why do you think Chelsea cannot? I mean, what, what's going on there with the defense? But my, from my opinion, yeah. I, firstly, I think for me, Koulibaly's been really, really disappointing. I'll be real. Like when I saw him come in there, I thought I thought he would kind of. I thought he, he I thought Koulibaly would be someone to make kind of bit of an instant impact. He's moving like. Some some young kid out of a, a out of the Dutch league or something like that defending <laughs> for that second goal. Like I hear the blame on Kepa for me. That's ninety percent Koulibaly's fault, man. Because this that situation, ten out of ten times you have to win that. Ten out of ten times you can't get beat like that so easily. Kepa, okay, you got to do better. But I think I don't know with Chelsea. I think they've they've got a lot of talent, especially at the back. I just think for me, do you know what? For me, I think their best is is. Wesley Fofana and, and Badia Shile 
uh, and Thiago Silva. I would just stick with that three. I would, yeah. If I was them, do you know what it is? They've got Koulibaly on them. Like, why would you give a 30... How old is he? 31, 32? 31. 31. Why would you give a 31-year-old a five-year deal? It just does not make any logical sense. Koulibaly should have been a two-year deal. If it doesn't work out after the first season, he's got a year left, get him out. Yeah? I don't think Koulibaly somebody... It's a difficult one. Like, me personally, I wouldn't want to say, oh, give him time, give him time. The guy's 31 years old. Yeah? For me personally, I'd want to build that defence around Wesley Fofana, Badi Ashile, and then have Thiago Silva in the centre of that. But then the problem, the problem with Chelsea is if you then go to a back two, you're going to have... You're, you're not going to... The, the, the quality of defenders on the bench are not going to be happy. That's a fair point. I mean, and I, I, this is more of an open question to the, the, the panel now. We're going to go a bit crazy here. The players that have been brought in and uh, not even not only the wages, the years on the contract, because actually it's a good point about Koulibaly being five years at 31 years old. But if he was maybe 10 years younger, we might be looking at a nine-year contract. So, I mean, let's start with Chris. These contracts, how big a problem are they in reality? Um, for, for bringing players in, it's genius because it's amortization, it's spreading the fees across the contract. Um, so that's how Chelsea have been able to spend half a billion pounds. The, the, the basis of it is that they can potentially make some resale value from the players that they've already bought in. Can you see resale value out of Kaladu Koulibaly? Probably not. What, what are you talking? They bought him in for what thirty million pounds. Um, I'm not too sure on the on the actual fees. Be lucky. Yeah, I think it was something. Be lucky. It was right, realistically if they on on with four years left on his contract. If there's any club willing to over just overspend that for him, um, I understand he had a great time at Napoli, but you're looking at him this season, um, and you're not seeing the elite world level centre back that we've expected to be coming into the Premier League. Um, elsewhere, I mean, the, you say giving people time, there is time for Badi Shile, there is time for Fafana, there is time for Mikhailo Mudrik, who I think is going to be a fantastic player for Chelsea in the future. Um, there is time for Zhao Felix if he does stay. Um, I don't think it'll be a big problem for those players, but for the likes of Kaladu Koulibaly, probably. Do you know what? For me... Like like, um, like Chris just said, obviously for bringing players in, it, it works. But if you've bringing, if you've bought in a big money signing on an eight year deal and he flops, you're in big trouble. You're in big trouble because if you've all of a sudden got two or even three, let's say next summer they sign another four players. If you've then got two or three players that have flopped or on big money contracts, two but hundred and eighty, two hundred a week. On a on an eight year deal, and they don't perform for two years, and then they've got six years remaining. Good luck getting rid of them because it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. No, right. Right. What, what right. you got to think of it. What have you got to think of it is you you got to think of it as it's not as if people just say, "Oh yeah, I'll sell him for that. I'll take a loss on that." Because when FFP tightens up in twenty twenty six, it's going to make the game a lot harder for all these big teams, and there's going to be consequences because when all of a sudden these players are flopping. The only way you can really get rid of them is if you get good value for them. And if you sell them on 
and then it helps your FFP because you've been able to sell them. If you can't sell these players and you're just loaning them out, remember, you can only loan out eight players to foreign clubs, yeah? And then think about how many academy kids Chelsea loan out and 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 all, all of that, right? If these big money signings on big contracts flop, big trouble's on the horizon. Big trouble. I mean, there's already been an example of that. Didn't Chelsea only just get rid of Bakayoko? And he was there for what? Yeah. I could, I could list off. Hold on, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, time out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could list off. We've been here before, Kojo, man. I can list them off. I can list them off before. Man. I can go back to Winston. <laughs> Kojo, just left. If you really want me to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just left. So Where did I, he go? He, he's, he's, I can't even remember. I, don't, I, <laughs> I, I didn't even, I didn't Bro, even check I, where he went. I was just, I just knew that he left. I just knew that he left. Bro, that, this is what I'm saying. Imagine that's Bakayoko. That was years ago, yeah? That was in Conte's uh, second season. That was years ago, 2017. Imagine now one of these eight-year contract guys flop. Bro. That's <laughs> right. That's right. I think, I think that's and, the worry. And, and then the problem so. is... If you've loaned them all out, now the problem is, is the financial situation of clubs around Europe is not great. So now the problem is, let's say, for example, you want to loan two or three of them out because they're not doing well. Those clubs are not going to be paying their full wages because they simply can't afford it. So Chelsea will have to offset a lot of their. They would have to agree on some sort of a deal. Maybe Chelsea pay 50, 60 percent, whatever it is. But then all of a sudden, with these new FFP rules, when you've got all this stacked up on your books it's for me it's a it's a recipe for disaster man i hear it you want to spend money bring quality in but then you got to look at the risk and we all know signing players on big money that are unproven like mudrick although he has he does seem to have a lot of talent unproven for a hundred million massive massive risk man bloody hell i mean dan you're about to say something sorry my apologies go on no, it's cool. I mean, I just think, um, yeah, it's one of those ones, especially if you're a club that plays manager merry-go-round, right? Like, you know, you've had however many managers, right? Like, as soon as a new manager comes in, you know, you've you you've spent hundred million pounds, for example. I'm not I'm not having a go at just Chelsea, by the way. I'm saying in general, you then got these really expensive signings who don't fit into the system, and now what, right? Because this is the thing: these deals, they're fine if you're a long-term club. Right, if you're Barcelona and you know, for example, okay, that's that's probably just the wrong, the wrong club to go for. Man, if you're please. a club that has a system, right, and you know yeah. that you're going to be playing in that system for however many years, your academy is coming out that way, and you want to spend that much money on a player, give them a long-term contract. That's that's fine. I understand it, right? But you know, you, you, a lot of these just feel like bets, right? They just feel like massive they are, gambles. They are, they are bets, and and that's that's where the issue is. Um, Koulibaly, by the way, I think they can recoup some money on. I think some someone will be willing to. Take but the, the, the thing is, who's who's going to buy him? Because you have to look at the state of the financial clubs in other leagues. Mm, Nobody's mm. going to spend that money on him. Maybe in the Premier League, somebody. Maybe. But I, I don't. I, for me, you you probably get a loan. Is somebody going to pay thirty million for a thirty? How much did Chelsea pay? Around thirty. So Chelsea are going to want a similar amount, right? Is anybody going to pay 25 to 30 million for a 31-year-old? I think it would happen, man. If, 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 there's, if there's teams who are struggling defensively, they'll look at Koulibaly and go, that's uh, a little bit more proven. Villa spent like their money on On the loan, I can see it. On the loan, I can see it. And sure. and do you know, like, something I've noticed, What something I think, and this goes back to, back to the point Dan just made, yeah? I, I agree with him. I think that 
with a club like Chelsea, because they play manager merry-go-round, you have to, for me, it makes more sense to build a squad and a team based on a director of football's vision. I think with Chelsea, Todd Bowley's come in and thought this is football manager and, and is, is just getting excited, getting all these big-name players in, right? But it just seems like, as of now, it can't work, by the way, because you sign enough players, you'll win stuff, right? But I think for a long-term strategy, I just feel that he's just done a gun-ho strategy, come in and got a bit excited that their um, that their debt got wiped out so the FFP basically could start from scratch and then they've just gone crazy. But I just feel that if you're going to be a club that constantly chopping and changing managers, you have to have a director of football in place and they have to be the one that sets the strategy for the club, right? So they the are the problem. one... That they are the that one the that problem, decide though. on the players, right? The director yeah. of football makes the decisions, yeah? And he then chooses the coach to come and manage these players. And then, that then it's, the and when that, that strategy is in place, when that strategy is in place, there is nothing wrong with changing managers every two years. There's nothing wrong because your director of football has a strategy in place. But I think right now it's a bit gun ho and they have to find some coach to come in and make it work. But they won't. Okay. That's the, this is what I'm trying to say. They won't. They, they're not going to change Potter anytime soon. You can't and do you know what the, the, because the, do you know what the, the thing is? An eight year deal. Do you know what the thing is? Is for me, Potter's probably going to lose his job, right? Because of the situation. But he's not. He no, is a he, Potter is a great so. Potter is a great coach. He is a great coach, and he will go somewhere, and he will he will show what he's shown at Brighton. He will go somewhere else, and he will make it work. I feel that. But is he on an eight-year deal, did you say? No, uh, he's not. He's on a five. He's on a five-year deal. But the thing, the, you just, all, all what you said is spot on. And the thing that we've done, we've done everything backwards. So the the, the director of football, all of the, 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 the staff. That should that have been did, your first hire. That should have been the first thing. we never done that. We've done it all backwards. We've got the manager and then we got everyone else to come in afterwards and then try and plan. But you can't, you, you can't plan backwards. And that's what we've done. We've done it all backwards. I think I said that one was on here last time. That, Done it yeah, all backwards, but um, I don't think he goes. He's on twelve million a year. He's only. He's not what? even. He's not even. Yeah, he's probably he's one of the on highest paid managers. Twelve million a year. So there's up, nice, yeah, one, one million a month. He's on. He's Bro, on one million a month. You've got no wonder he gets good skin phase, man. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> 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 so he's not Bro. going anywhere because the board are going to have to unless there's a clause in the contract, which I'm hoping there is, but I don't think there is. No. Nah. You know what? Good though. Good, right? Hold on for a bit. No, the thing is, like, you know, there's 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 young players in that Chelsea team. Look, okay, what (laughs) what he's doing now, it might not be working. It might not be working right now. It might not be working with the guys that Chelsea currently have. I think there's a little bit of a rebuild. I think there needs to be a little bit more leadership, perhaps, in that team. But the thing is, you've got guys like Chuck Wilmaker coming through. You've got, you know, you've got you've got good players coming through, and. Potter is the kind of guy. If you give him time, you like as long as you don't overreact about the the low finish. You know, still in Champions League, you could still finish. You know, you could still get back in the Champions League. Whatever. It's not about this season. You know, Chelsea have potentially, you could say, the best academy in the country, right? Um, so look, there's, there's 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 a chance there that you've got the guy who who does nurture players and has done. Do, do you know what? The past in his career. Do you know what, right? For me, having Graham Potter at Chelsea makes absolutely zero sense, yeah? Because Graham Potter is someone that will 
he's needs a, a close knitted, small ish squad, right? You can't have someone like Potter managing such a massive squad. Think, look, think how massive their squad is, right? He's got a massive squad, so many players per 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 position. It's very difficult for a rookie manager to manage a squad so big with so many big name players where not everybody's going to be playing all the time. Potter is someone, yes, he can manage use and bring them through, but he needs a close-knitted squad, right? All I of a sudden, you're... Now, he I hasn't got, got a close... Now, he's gonna get... No, Ooh, because, bro, think about it, yeah? You've signed, um, uh, you've signed Carney from Villa, yeah? How many minutes is he going to get? Because you guys are now looking at two midfielders. You're looking at Kone from uh, Gladbach, and who's the other one? Lavia, right? So you're now going to bring in another midfielder. So you've got Lavia, potentially Kone Gallagher might go, right? Then you've got Gallagher's Enzo. Gallagher's going, Loftus-Cheek goes as well. Loftus-Cheek goes. Going. Yeah, Mason Mount's yeah. going. Can Mason Mount, uh, Mason Mount it's, it's all up in the air. Me personally, I, going, for man. me, he's, he's, go, he's go. the Chelsea poster boy. I don't see I don't see him going anywhere. He's, go, he's going he's Liverpool. Gonna... Trust me, Chris, he's, going, he's coming up, up north to, to, to Liverpool. Oh, I hope so. But you see what I'm saying, yeah? I just feel that right now it's a lot going on. And yeah, I hear you saying I, that. I think, I, I think it's time. We've got to give him the time though, and let him build. Andre Santos as well, haven't you? Yeah. You've got you, like like yeah. that kind of a squad with that many players, and it's a lot for a manager like Potter to deal with. I just don't think it's I just don't think he's the right guy right now. All right. Um cautious, cautious of time, we'll quickly move on from Chelsea. But before we go, JC, uh Conor Gallagher, quickly. Um you had him, he had a very good spot at Palace. Obviously, he's not worked out back at Chelsea. Do you see him potentially coming back to you guys if you do stay in the Premier League, of course? In the in the summer, is that is that a move um, that needs to happen? You know what? Chelsea are gonna price him out of a move to us. That's that's what the problem is. Put it this way, I reckon if if we stay up, I wouldn't put it past us getting him back on loan. But I think yeah. for a permanent, definitely not. For an Englishman who what next year will be 24, it's still pretty young for a box to mox midfielder who's that good, who got an England call up because of his time at Palace. I think there's no way that we can afford him. Um, same thing that we did with Loftus-Cheek. We, we got him out of Chelsea's academy, pretty unknown player, got him into the England World Cup squad as well. So it seems to be a thing that we can change these younger midfielders into something really special. Like, for example, I wouldn't, I wouldn't surprise if we go for... Um, the youngster they got from Villa, I wouldn't surprise. It wouldn't be surprised if we get him on loan next year. I wouldn't mind that. But with Gallagher, he's a great player, but I reckon he's got Everton or someone like Newcastle written all over him. In my opinion, I think he's the exact kind of player that Newcastle need in their midfield. So I think his time at Palace is done. If I'm really honest, I love him back, but it's not going to happen. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, we'll move on from the game. Um... Nothing on Everton, by the way, but hey, shout out Sean Dash getting the points for them. Probably gonna stay up again, you know, the new era, um, some Allardyce. Um, let's move on to um, we have to go to Tottenham, we just have to do it right now. Um, Tottenham lost a 3 1 lead away to very, very much rock bottom Southampton. Um, now don't get me wrong, the third goal that Southampton scored, I don't think that should have been a penalty, in my humble opinion. I think that's a nonsense um, decision from the referee. 
But regardless, the result is the result. And it's not the first time that Tottenham have let have a lead sleep, slip. There's been poor defending. This goes on and on. It's been happening for many years, which was the point of Antonio Conte, who says such things as 20 years, there is the owner and they never want anything. But why? The fault is only for the club. <laughs> for every manager that stays here. I've seen the managers that Tottenham have had on the bench. You risk to disrupt the figure of the manager and to protect their situation at every moment. There are 10 games to go, and some people think we can fight. Fight for what? With this spirit, this attitude, this commitment? What? For 7th, 8th, 10th? I'm not used to this position. That's the one that really got me, man. So this ain't me. This is these guys. I don't do I don't do 10th. I do, I do Champions League um, positions, okay? Even though I don't do well in them, at least I'm there. Um, and not only the club manager and the staff, the players have to be involved in the situation because it is time to change this situation if Tottenham want to change. If they continue in this way, they can change the manager, a lot of managers, but the situation cannot change. Believe me, Mike dropped. Ash, that's even just a snippet, really and truly, of what he said. Just go, yeah, you know what? Go. You know what? How do you feel? I agree with 100% of every single thing he said, right? Now, like, when you think about him saying it as a coach, you say, yeah, he's 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 broken a code of conduct. And, and from that moment onwards, it's done, right? Ooh. The relationship with the player is done, right? Relationship with the board is finished, right? But I'm glad he has said it. And I just think... I think he kind of knows it is is his tenure's coming to an end. And listen, me personally, I'm I'm fed up of this top four, top four, top four, because it's just meaningless now. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of glad he said it. I know he's gonna go. He he might even be sacked during this international break. I saw Fabrizio tweet today that they're gonna that the board are making a decision in the next few days of what they're gonna do. They might sack him. Or they might let him go at the end of the season. And like for me, I'm I'm glad he said it because I feel that Poch and Josie kind of hinted at it, but they never actually said it. But it's 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 finally taken someone to come out and say it and and say that these players need to be held accountable. And I feel that over the years, you've got players like Eric Dyer, who for me shouldn't even be playing Premier League football anymore. Yeah. It, it's come to a point where these same players make the same mistakes time and time again and the managers get the blame for it. Like, yes, don't get me wrong. Managers have to hold some kind of accountability. But ultimately, when the same players are failing multiple managers and behind the scenes they're questioning managers' tactics, you then have to question the attitude of those players, especially if they have won nothing in their careers. So for me, I'm glad he said it, but he's probably going to go out and, and go get another job at another top club, and we all know what's going to happen, right? But yeah, I think there's nothing. I, me personally, I haven't, I haven't got a problem with what he said. I think the board needed that reality check. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'll make a point, and I, I want anyone that's ready to just jump in to jump in. Um, when I listened to the rant and I went on social media, I saw. Did you see Spurs the full fans. rant, by the way, the whole nine minute one, yeah? Oh, oh, yeah. I sat down for the whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, me, I, got yeah. my, I got my dinner ready and everything. I said, I'm not missing this. I'm not skipping a beat. <laughs> I even watched the press conference, the post-match interview as well. Just a little top-up, you know what I mean? Um, the thing is, and I've been saying this, I'm an, I'm, a, I'm an outsider. I'm not a Spurs fan by any, by any chance. So I can only really speak for what I see from the outside. But 
I can only say that if a, a group of players have had, in my opinion, three top managers as their last top manager, not Ryan Mason included, um, and these guys are, I mean, Pochettino, I can't call him a serial winner. He's only won his first trophy at PSG recently. But other than that, you know, still a good manager, built a good squad, and he was close to building something. And then when they finished second behind Chelsea and he wanted an additional player to really bolster the squad, they gave him Musa Sissoko. Thumbs up. Um, and then, you know, you bring in Jose Mourinho. And, you know, when you bring in the Mourinho, you bring in the Conte, you know what the demands are. I'm sure these guys are pretty straightforward in their interviews. If you want to hire me, I want this guy brought in. I want this kind of player brought in. I want this money spent. This is how I do things. Because just like I feel like footballers are, these kind of managers are not managers that say, I'm going to sit here and build. They haven't got the, the length of uh, Arteta now to sit there and do a job and build for many years. Mourinho and Conte probably, well, actually more so Mourinho, probably won't be behind the touchline in about 10 years' time. And he's going to want as many accolades as possible. That's why he's gone to Roma and make sure that he won the conference league and they didn't want Europa. So he, they've got his players in. They're doing a job. If you're going to bring these guys in, you've got to replace the players that they don't want. And the thing is, Tottenham have kept a lot of these players that have just let them down for many, many, many a year. And Spurs fans didn't make the point that Conte does have a part to play in it himself this year because, for example... 100%. Conte is not... Conte is not... Uh, he is not blameless. No, no. Exactly. Because, Son, for example, Son's not been in form all season, but it's taken a lot for him to just drop him one, two games. Um... The, maybe but, the yeah, approach, but, the know, approach we'll, to the games. We'll, we'll come on to Son in a bit, but part of the reason why he's not on form is because of the manager, but we'll get on to that. Okay, fair enough. I have a different I have a different view, but that'll be good to go. Um, and these players have just been a letdown. Laurie, time is passing him by now. He's been a good goalkeeper for Tottenham, don't get me wrong, but time's passing him by. But Eric Dyer, uh, Ben Davies. Uh, I, I could go, I, I mean, I could go on. I'm not have any slander on Ben Davis. Come on, why not him? Why not him? Do, do you know what it is? Do you know what it is, Kojo? Yeah, these players just show that they're capable of playing football, but not at the top level, and that's a fact. Ben Davies is a capable player, but not at the top level. No chance, that's fair, that's fair, no yes. chance. Well, I, I just wanted to ask as well. Just I, I don't know. I'm not even hosting the show, so am I meant to ask? Questions? Go for it. No, go I for it. This is how we do things. Like go for it. Do you do you think this might be a reput a, a a tool for Conte to protect his reputation rather than him actually take any blame? Listen, Conte is 100 a manager that cares about his reputation. I know exactly what this guy. I, I'm also an Inter Milan fan, and I cannot stand this guy. Right? I know. <laughs> I know how he behaves. I know his usual tricks. I've seen them at UV, I've seen them at Chelsea, I've seen them at Inter, I've seen them at Spurs. Yeah, I cannot stand the guy. I know exactly what he's trying to do. He is trying to protect himself. And and he said it in such an... Do you know what? For somebody that's English as his second language, he couldn't have said that any purpose. He couldn't have said that any better in, in that run that he did. So yeah, he is protecting himself 100%, but... I don't know, man. Like he's he's culpable for a lot of a lot of, a lot of things that have, have gone wrong this season, right? I mean, we've he he's been given eleven players. Okay, maybe all of them are not his, right? Mm -hmm. He's spent what coming up to two hundred million in eighteen months. No other Spurs manager in history has spent two hundred million in eighteen months. So when you look at where we are this season and how we're performing. A lot of it falls down to him, I'll be real. 
I mean, uh, JC, I always answer this question. Just to counteract, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. Even though, yes, he is kind of trying to save himself a little bit and say, look, look at these guys. It's not just me. Look at these guys, right? Isn't there a point to say that no matter the tactic, no matter the approach mid-game, halfway through the game, whatever it is, the the complacencies and the, um, dare I say, casual defending that they've been doing at the club, <clears throat> isn't, there, isn't there a point to say that no matter what the tactic is, the manager's not to blame for the stupidity of uh, an Eric Dyer. Yeah, I think I think when looking at it from a Palace fan's perspective, the bar for me is so much lower than it is for all of you guys combined. <laughs> but I think the bare minimum for me, for a manager, is you need to get the players playing for the badge and you need to make them play in a... Like you need to get the players playing to what they can do. So you play the players in the right position. You, you make a formation that benefits most players that may have to exclude certain players, but you'll get the best out of a majority of players so you can play the best you can. That's that's how I look at it. And honestly, if Conte is too stubborn to even do that, to even try and work on it, and the first order of business is, nah, I'm out, I've got a holiday booked, sack me, then I wouldn't want him as my manager if I'm honest. Do, do you know what do you know what the thing is, yeah? That's spot on by the way. Spot on. Do you know what the thing is? Is these top managers, yeah, they are the ego is mad. That's all the it ego is. is mad and it's their way or the highway. They are not flexible. They are very stubborn and they live and die by what they do. They are not flexible, right? Yeah. So for me, they are not suited to clubs like Spurs. They're not suited. Yeah. Who would be they, suited then? Yeah, what in terms of names, manager names? What's a random name? That's just one. Um, I can, okay, so uh, I'll tell you a few. Um, Amarim from Sporting, um, Roger Schmidt. I'm a big, big fan of Roger Schmidt, big, big fan. Um, potentially Deserby, potentially. And I think, I mean, there's a lot of talk of Enrique, like he's the favorite choice for me. I think Enrique, we're going to be making the same mistake we made before. I, I rate Enrique as a coach. I really do rate him, right? But I just don't think he's the right fit for this club. Mm. Okay. Um, Dan. <sighs> the next question is, now Tottenham somehow, somehow, despite all of that, are somehow in this, still in the top four race because obviously the club's are below them. I wouldn't put Brighton and Fulham into that. They've, they're building rather, rather than uh, Liverpool and uh, Chelsea who are sort of just falling down the cliff a little bit but um, is this is this going to derail them in a big way because I don't know about the character of these players I'm, I'm not sure they'll look at this and say alright man I'm going to prove you wrong I feel like they're going to just go and complain straight to Levy and just say get this guy out but then what they do to say manager what do you think of their, their character yeah I don't know I think as you say like they are they are still fourth place I mean Newcastle aren't exactly in the best run of form. Like people, people seem to think they're doing. I mean, they're doing okay. They're, they are doing very well, but they're not. They're not in the same form they were earlier in the season. I don't think. I think, I think Newcastle have you won know, like one in five or one in six or like something like that. It's yeah, one in nine. Spurs can still. Huh? They can still do something. Before they before they they won. Um, I think what game was it? Wolves at home. I think it was. They, yeah, they, had, yeah, one, yeah. they had one win in nine. So that'll make eight, one win in eight. So that'll make it two in nine, actually. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, but, you know, you've got, you've got Liverpool who, 
you know, they can always come out of nowhere. I don't know. I don't think Brighton are going to trouble them. I think Spurs can still finish top four, right? You, you, I think I, I, I'm yeah. not sure they will, you know, after this run. You know, look, this is the thing we need to see. We do need to see how they play the next game, right? We need to see how they how they how they play after this whole. Whether they're reacting in in a certain way, whether Conte's still here, all of that. But you know, this is a group of players that are very good at finishing fourth. <laughs> Thereabouts, like you know, I, I think I think the issue is that when you are kind of stuck there for a little while, the project becomes slightly stale, and I think that's been the issue for Spurs. It's 100%. you know they 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 reach the heights of the Champions League final, and then you know you're constantly trying to get back there, get back there, get back there. Meanwhile, Son's touching fourth, touching forty. Son's touching thirty. Kane's you know. Getting getting on, maybe his commitment isn't the you know in the same way. For me, what Spurs need to do is finish fourth place, consolidate that Champions League, absolutely. But in the summer, they just need to they need to really think about what they do moving forward. Because if you look at the two the three teams above them, City, Arsenal, Liverpool, uh, not Liverpool, sorry, United. Times have changed. Uh, United, man. Times United have changed. third, is it? Yeah, man. Times have changed, yeah. man. Times have changed. It's crazy. It's been well, I was going to say. City. I was going to say City, Liverpool, yeah, and, you're, and you're Arsenal are all long-term projects. You're low-key in a top but, four race, you know, but we'll come on to that. Legend, hey, legend. hey, hey, you said about my club right now, but let's just keep going, keep going. <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I just think, I just think, um, okay, sure, United have some have some bounce and all of that, but they've got they've got a little bit of progressiveness under Ten Hag. He's, he's he's stamped himself down. That's all good. But Spurs, yeah, I just think they're a little bit stale at the moment. That's that's all it is. Um, I, I don't mean that necessarily in a bad way. There's, there's still a good there's still a good spine there, but um. By the end of the season, yeah, I still think they're going to sneak it. I still think they'll sneak fourth. Do you know? What I, I would never discount Brighton. You know, lads, I genuinely wouldn't. On on form, on form, seriously, I just think there's so much quality. Every game they play at home, it seems like they win three or four nil. Sorry, JC. I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but seriously, and they're excited, excited to watch. They could win the FA Cup, and I think they could get top four. Seriously. Do you know what? I think I think top four is going to be too much of a stretch for them. But yeah, yeah. I think Liverpool are so bad, lad. I, 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 I think Tottenham are awful. It's up to them or Newcastle for me. Oh, no. Newcastle, there's games in hand. Newcastle and I think is it who's underneath Newcastle? Liverpool. I think they've both got games in hand on Spurs as well. And they win that game. They go. They win those games. They go fourth. So it's yeah, not. So, it's it's not out of the question. It's JC, still open. Quick, JC, quick one. Um, would you rather? Oh, would you rather? Um, you stay up and they get um Champions League, or you get relegated and they just don't do anything. I'll quit football. <laughs> <laughs> what if they won the FA Cup as well? Uh, honestly, I I don't know. There's no. I it's 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 probably the thing with with Arsenal and and Spurs, isn't it? Like how Arsenal fans say if Spurs win a Champions League before us. Then there's ropes. Yeah. I'd say it's the exact same thing. If those yeah, you've guys, got to be in the Premier League, if, if, do, if those guys, guys, guys won, if they won the FA Cup, if they won the FA Cup, is mad. But the thing is, I know a million percent. If we go down, we're down for ten years. We're not coming back. <laughs> so I'd, I'd have to take staying in the Premier League. Honestly, I'm taking anything right now just to stay in the Premier League, and it's been like that for Palace for. We've been up. We've been in this league for ten years, and we've only had two comfortable seasons. 
eight other years we've been struggling and flirting with relegation. We've seen it with other teams. They've been battling it, battling it, battling it. Eventually, it's going to get you, and it's, it's, it's not looking good right now. I take anything you know, to stay up. I, I, I don't think you have much to worry about. I, I do. I just. I don't see Brighton getting fourth. I think they're just going to tail off at some point. I think Newcastle. I'd favour them over Brighton. Spurs. We're, do you know what it is for me? Yeah. I'm going to retract my statement. By the way, Ash, I've just seen your fixtures. You ain't finishing fourth. <laughs> oh, we're not. Oh, I know that. I know God. that we're not finishing fourth. I know that. But you see, for me, although I say that we're not finishing fourth, but for the only thing that I think Conte's done wrong is I think he has timed. He's the whole timing of this outburst has been wrong. I think he should have done it like he classically does at the end of every season. He goes on a mad outburst. He's done it at Inter, done it at Chelsea. I think he should have saved it. I think right now, especially with the stuff that's coming out, apparently saying a lot of the players are fed up of him. They 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 think that it's a matter of time before he goes. It's, it's, it's a matter of when, not if. And I think that doing something like that, when there's 10 games to go, you're throwing away the dressing room. And I think right now is the time where you need to kind of galvanise everyone together again and say, look, we've got 10 games, last big push and let's do it. I think right, I think what he's done is, is just, like for me, like I said, I don't care about top four, right? Because it's never benefited us. We've never pushed on from it, right? I would rather hit rock bottom and go again, yeah? So I, I think from his perspective and the club's perspective, he's massively mistimed it. Mm. And I, I just feel that for me, if you're a type of player that doesn't use that as motivation to say, I'm going to prove this guy wrong, then you're the exact type of player that should be nowhere near this football club. So if you're one of the ones that's gone complaining to Levy and complaining to your agent, then those are the types of players we don't need at this club. We need players that react to that and, and, and come out trying to prove people wrong rather than just saying, yeah, you're right, let's go get another manager and start again because what's that going to do? Absolutely, absolutely. All right, um, we'll move on from that game. Shout out Southampton as well for a, a big point as well. That might give them a, a boost of confidence. Um, this will prowl square independently. So, for, for the FPL points, I was kind of getting worried. Um, we'll quickly move on to Arsenal Palace, but before we do that, Brentford won Leicester one. That's a game there as well. That kind of had nothing in it really to be talking about. Um, Saturday, the 18th of March, or rather, the 18th of March is in Wolverhampton is now Luke Ailing Day. As 18th of March 2022, he went there, scored Leeds 1-3-2. And on this weekend, March 20, <laughs> March 18th, 2023, he scored the second goal again as they went to Wolves and won 4-2. Um, a quick beautiful one on the relegation. The but, what was that, sorry? It's a beautiful goal, by the way. Oh, he stunning goal. himself at it. Stunning goal, beautiful head. Yeah, actually. but it was, it was very was, difficult. It might be some of the worst defending from a set piece I've ever seen in the Premier League. Like seriously, having that that free ahead at the far post, Christ! He could have he could have done so he many things with that. He hasn't watched Palace play clearly. Quick one on the relegation battle. Um, it's, it's now a fun question I'm asking everybody. I'm going to keep tallying it until the end of the season. I find out who's correct. Um, just from all of you, going Chris, Dan, Ash, Theo, JC. Bottom three come the end of the season. I've said it from the start and I'm sticking with it. Bournemouth, Southampton, Everton going down. Bournemouth, Southampton, Everton. Interesting. 
It's, it's more, more wishful thinking than anything. It, it, honestly, right how now as JC said, however terrible a season we've had, if they go down, everything's bright in the world. <laughs> I mean, if they go down and build a new stadium, that'll be hilarious. Um, Dan, but three. Uh, yeah, so Southampton and Bournemouth, I, I think, I think they're still, I think they're still going down. You never know; there's always one great escape. And I think my last one, I think I'm going to go with Forest, just out of, just on a basis really? of experience. Ooh. Yeah, they're still they're, they're in there. Ash. They're in there. Like I think, they, I think they, they've one, got know. the most. They've got the most kind of points cushion. I mean, what the most points cushion? Yeah, what as in out of all these out of all these teams, they're the ones. Kind of highest up, like no, highest up. 26 up. as well, you know. They're on they they've gone down to 16th. You'd be surprised. Yeah, like, they've dropped down. They've, they've dropped. dropped down. And the thing is, they had they had good home form. But you see, with Forest, I think Not their anymore. home form, their home form, I think, will keep them up. Yeah, but they lost yeah, their they home. Do well at home. They, they, do, they, home, they, they do well, but they lost at home. They lost at home recently. So yeah, I think they'll be all right, man. Ooh, I, I, mean, I, I mean, they are 16th, and right now they're only only two points above. So it could could be anything. West Ham have a game in hand. I'm not going to say anything about West Ham right now, though. Apart from um, F. David Moyes. Everyone knows how I feel about him. Um, well, <laughs> I'm looking at the table. Leicester are in trouble. Holy shit. Leicester are yeah. in big trouble. They're in massive Leicester trouble. They're, they're one of my ones to go down. Yeah. Oh, They'll be okay. They'll be what are you okay. saying, Ash? Give me three names. Bournemouth, Southampton. And I'm just going to say this one because I would love for them. They're, they're, I don't count them as rivals. I just hate their fan base. Yeah. And I just hate their club. West Ham, get out of this league. God, man. <laughs> Listen, okay. Phil, before I let you say yours, yeah, I just need people that are listening to really understand this, right? I live very, very close to the Olympic Stadium. I'm very, very close to a lot of West Ham fans. If they get relegated, there's going to be two things that are going to hurt me. Number one, there's going to be absolute bedlam and drunk fully drunken idiots are just going to try and just chat rubbish and if it was like last time many years ago they would ask me which team I support and because I was very lost of focus and I forgot about them being relegated I said May night and it was not a nice day um, and the second thing is there is the very 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 big risk of West Ham United versus Millwall I can't have that game happen <laughs> ever again <laughs> ever again um, they could be playing Europa League football at the same time in the championship that, that's true that's true which is kind of repeating Millwall history, if I remember correctly, because Millwall got to you with a cup when they met May United in the... Do you know, do you know, Carabao cup. Yes, do you know what it is for West Ham, yeah? They're the type of club that if they go down, they're coming straight back up. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is very true. I mean, that being said, though, I do want Declan Rice at May United, so if it means they get relegated... Bro, bang, you want Declan Rice and I want Skamaka, so let them get relegated, man. Uh, fair enough. There you go. Theo, <laughs> uh, three names, please. Yeah, simple. Southampton, Bournemouth, Leicester. I did have Everton, but now they've changed manager. I think they'll be safe. I think they'll You know be what right. it is with Leicester, yeah? I just feel that their quality in Harvey Barnes, um, Ian Acho, Madison, they're going to pull them through. Madison, they're, they're too good to go down, man. Let's, let's, let's be real. Uh, uh, no, one, no one's too good to go down. No one's too good. JC. No, but um, when you look at the quality of teams, Leicester should not be anywhere near those teams. Oh no, absolutely not. But right now, they can't have that argument. I mean, they are they're one point above. It they're would also be an minus... absolute, you know, ca- catastrophe if they go down, man. I think it would be hilarious to watch personally. But um, oh, mate, I'll just, inject it. Brendan Rogers gets relegated, please. Oh, yeah, 
Yeah, see if he keeps exactly. his job to the end. He's, he's next to go. He's meant to be next after Boy, Conte, obviously, but he's next to go. I'm surprised he's still there. I'm surprised uh, he's still there. Yeah, yeah. JC, um, now considering you have told me you have told us about your form this season, well, since 2013, <clears throat> so you kind of show in um, Derby 2008 form, which is kind of terrifying. Um, but you're bottom three. Are, are Palace part of that? I have to be positive a little bit. That we can you don't have to be. Up, but I think we'll scrape it. I'm not going to lie. I do think that if you're a West Ham fan, you they're going far in that conference league. And I think that that's the thing that will finish them off, you know, because it's a lot mm. of games. I think it'll be Bournemouth, bottom, Southampton, and then West Ham. But... They will come back next season, but I have got an outside shout, an outside shout for Leeds as well. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. I was thinking if it's not going to be West Ham, I think Leeds could go down. Why? Right. Well, me personally, I think Southampton leads Leicester. Damn. Why is no one saying Wolves for getting out of it? it Who Wolves? Uh, you know what it is interesting? Wolves, yeah? Why is no one saying Wolves? I'll tell because you why. Because their manager. Oh, I'll tell right, you why with Wolves. It's mm. because of their manager. Yeah, yeah. Lupe Tegi is a very organized manager, and you've you've seen it, you've seen the improvement in, in, in their setup and their structure already. They'll be fine, man. They'll be they'll pick up another two, three wins and they'll be fine. Just a proper striker, I'd say that Sarabia has been a big boost to just the team in general as well. Yeah, He's made a huge yeah. difference since coming in. I'm just putting I, it out Palace, there, I don't think Palace have got anything to worry about either, man. I'll be I'll be real. No, we do. Trust me. They've they've got Mateta up front, so they've got a lot to worry about. No, I'll, yeah, I'll put I'm I'll this way, yeah. At least, um, not at least, Eze's probably been our worst player this season. Worse than Ayu? Yeah, Ayu's been one of our better players, genuinely. You guys are really? going to think I'm absolutely mental, but Eze has been dreadful this season. He seems to be playing a little bit, like, too deep. Almost. No, he doesn't play. He's just not... Yeah, he's on the bench. He he's his. I'm, I tell you this now. His off the ball work is the worst I've ever seen. He won't press. He'll just walk around on the pitch. If the ball's not given to him, he ain't doing. He's nothing. one of those he just players. Stands he, needs, he needs the ball at his feet. Yeah, I, I see too many of them. Too many of them, man. I've seen wow. too many of them in my time. Yeah, and he's that's that's the thing. People FB ref profile. <laughs> it's, it's comedy, man. Jordan, I use FB ref profile, but at least he works hard. Bless him. Ah, well, I mean, I wish he had quality. Otherwise, he wouldn't have shamed my country again in another World Cup. But anyway. He's only um, there because of his dad. Do we all know that? Yeah, him and his brother, who found his way back into the Premier League somehow. So, you know what? Let I'm me change something. <laughs> just change That's something. a good point, actually. How did Andre Ayew get back into the Premier League? You know what? Yeah, it just it just hit me just now. Just, I, just, I remember <laughs> to see him on the weekend. So, you know what? I'm going to change something. Leicester, you're not getting relegated. Not in the first stuff. <laughs> Get him out of here. I don't want to see him back here again. Um, last game in the Premier League. We'll get there quickly. I'll leave it to JC. Uh, Arsenal beat Palace 4-1. I think everyone's expecting an Arsenal win, to be fair. Um, but the big news for Palace this weekend is, of course, the sacking of Patrick Vieira. Thoughts? Correct decision or incorrect? Uh, I think it's the correct decision, just the wrong time to do it. But okay. it is a double-edged sword because you can say... You get them sacked now, you've got this international break to get in a new manager, get them working with the players. But as I said to you guys earlier, after the international break, we've actually got the Leicester game and Leicester in a very similar situation to us. And I honestly think that there is, even though there's nothing statistical to say about it, 
But Vieira playing against Arsenal, you can tell that he might G up the players a little bit more than usual because he's like, yeah, I want to beat these guys because eventually I want to be their manager. So, you know, like, I want to beat these guys. I want to, I've beaten them before at home. We drew here last season at the Emirates. Yeah. We always give them a good game, so why not? But, you know, if you get it done now, he's got, the new manager's got time. But it's a complete panic from the board, in my opinion. They sacked him, and they have no plan whatsoever. Normally, if you sack someone, there's someone straight up, bang, bang, bang. No, not the case at all. We are looking at everyone, and there's no one to get. We're looking at Lampard, we're looking at Hasenhutl, we're looking at Hodgson, we're looking at Rafa, we're looking at Gerard. we're looking at everyone no one actually wants. And it's, it's, it's a panic. Vieira had a, had a vision, he set it up, we've got the players for him, and now they're looking at Roy Hodgson. He don't want Elise, he don't want Eze, he don't want Decore, he don't want Edwards. It don't make no sense. Why would we do that? I know that Hodgson will just be till the end of the season, but even then, like let's say we get Rafa Benitez, he don't want these flair players, does he? Mm. he How want, do we know he, that? He wants people. Like, you see what he's what he's done at, at Newcastle to keep them up on a no budget. That's that's the thing about our owners. We ain't got no money. We don't spend no money. We've got probably one of the richest owners in the Premier League, and we still don't spend any money. Our owners are trying to try to buy Chelsea. They're still trying to buy Man United. They they tried to buy Liverpool not long ago. Wait, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, hold on. Wait, who are your owners? Uh, Josh Harris and I thought it was Steve Parrish. Yeah, he owns he owns ten percent. Those two, those two own like sixty, oh. and they they own the seventy sixers, and they and like they are rich. They've got bare money, and they don't and spend they don't spend a penny. Money. Exactly. Oh my god! You know, fan base are just in big trouble because we've got these guys. We're like, yo, these guys are so rich. Like they, they're rinking, they're richer than Cronky. Do, 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 no do you know one thing? Do you know one thing? I want to say, and, I, and I've always thought this about Palace. Like, just just to kind of clear the record, there's 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 a having rich owners doesn't mean you you should your club should be spending right because. Yeah. Owners are not obliged to put their own money into a club, right? Yeah, I know. But it's... for me, I've always looked at Palace and thought they have a complete lack of strategy at that football club. You look at someone like Brighton, for example, yeah? And I'm sorry to say this. <laughs> the example there. that he just didn't want to hear. <laughs> 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 the thing is, it's so true. They are run yeah, no, so right. well. They, yeah, are, they are so clear of us right like, now. They, like, it's so when you, obvious to see from When, when you look outside. at how... I, and you might hate me for saying this, but when I look at a club like Brighton, I think they are everything Palace should be. Like, it, it, the thing is, Brighton, right? Did you know what I was actually reading about it? So the owner has got the owner of a data company, right? That basically he uses, which is what they use, what they use to scout their players in unknown divisions that no other scouting system can do, right? They tap into unheard of leagues. That's how they got this guy from uh, Ivan Ferguson. They got uh, they got him from the, the, the slums of Ireland for for pet for like. Do you know what I mean, Kojo? This is the strategy that they have, and I just feel that when I look at the players that Palace are shopping around for, 
Do you know what it is? Crystal Palace, they're very well connected in the youth academies all over England, yeah? So they are always able to snap up good academy talent that comes through England's grassroots system, right? Outside of that, I don't see no strategy from them. Yeah, and the, the thing is with what you say about uh, Tony Bloom of Brighton, do you know who his boss was in that data company? The guy who owns Brentford. So that's why those clubs are they're both. So yeah, that, do you know what? I was going to say that both both Brentford and Brighton, so very, that, similar in, very similar in terms of their recruitment structure. And yeah. I just feel Palace, you're getting left behind with, with this strategy. Definitely. But the, the, the only thing that I can say which sort of counters that is we've actually upgraded to a Cat 1 Academy, which means South London is ours now. You, man, can't come into South London and take our talent. <laughs> so that's a big thing for us, but that will only pay off in the next five, ten years. It's not going to pay off right now. And, and, and even managers, yeah, you can't keep hiring dinosaurs like Roy Hodgson. You need to go and get, like... Um, uh, Marcelo Gallardo would would for me would would be a good choice. Yeah, you need to go and get someone who is young, got new ideas, and can bring to, can work with young players. Yeah, but we tried that already. We got Frank De Boer seven L's in a row, losing to yeah, Burnley, Southampton. Change, isn't it? You need a culture change, and then yeah. how quickly you implement that culture change can impact your future. Um, yeah. Whatever you want to like, do. For, for me, for me personally. Having a low budget is not an excuse because you look at Brighton, not an excuse. They have to improve the, the structure at the club. Mm. But we've got no pull as a club. That's the, that's the problem. But the you say only, that, but look at Brighton. They don't have club. any pull. What pull yeah, because Brighton they... Have? Huh? What pull do Brighton have? They don't have any pull. No, they got pool now, but I'm talking about before when they started signing all these players. What pool did they have? Yeah, they I didn't mean, need pool to sign the people they've got. Because yeah. remember, as you said, yeah. they went for the people from the unknown league. That's not but what they, we do. But, we go for championship and that's it. No, if they're but, not in but, a championship but, or in the Premier League, we're not getting them. We're not signing no, but, them. But what I'm saying is, but you should be doing that and you have the same pool to be able to do that. Yeah, but should be and what we're doing are two very different things. Brighton have got, I think, 70% of their scouts all in South America. We've got all of our scouts in Scotland. Like, why do you, do you not have, have scouts? scouts? <laughs> Wait, is, is there no talent in Scotland? Is this what we're saying? <laughs> Gen genuinely, we, we, the, the, the only people we've got from our scouts coming from the Youth Academy are all Scottish people. Don't get me wrong. One of them's gone to Bradford and he's their top scorer, but it's Bradford. Like well, they need to. You know what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, was, I was I was watching the Crystal Palace documentary on Amazon not too long ago, right? It's a great documentary. You have to it's, watch it. It's a fantastic documentary, by the way. If anyone's watching, I highly suggest you to go and watch that. Very, very good insight. And I'm just thinking there, just watching it, and it's like I can see what they're how they're they're, they're trying to think. They're just trying to think. Let's just try and snap up the local talent. It's all about local, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. UK-wise. Like, go out, like, bro, we as a country do not bring enough exciting players through. We just don't. There's a oh, few gems. Great. There's a few gems here and there, but you need to go outside into Europe, South America, and start bringing gems in. Mm -hmm. I hear it. Nothing. I thought we thrived. We thrived off bringing players through our academy, like Wan Bissaka. Wilfred Zaha, Victor Moses, Nathaniel Klein, now Tyreek Mitchell. Like, that's the recent ones. And then you go back, you go Vince Hilaire as well. Like, you got, we, we're bringing through some very good players. Young keeper right now. 
How good is he, by the way? Whitworth, yeah, he's good. He, yeah, he's, yeah. he's great. I just don't think he's tall enough. I mean, Do you know what I would love, yeah? Do you know what I would love? Is Spurs have got some really, really good um, young boys coming through under-17s, under-18s, yeah? I would love for at least two or three of them to go Palace. Like, even Alfie Devine, I'd send him there. Maybe uh, Mundo, I'd probably send Mundo there. But well, it seems maybe. to be the only people we loan are from Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> We've got so plenty, that's, that's plenty of players you can have, man. So, so that's plenty. why I said that um, the guy they got from Villa, that's why I said that he'd probably be a perfect fit. We need a midfielder. A bo- we need a box-to-box midfielder. He fits that profile. He's young, isn't in the first team of uh, Chelsea, doesn't really play in every European game or cup game. He needs game time. Go to you know what, Go on, Dan. Go on, Dan. You know what, what is it? The thing is, Palace got that like young, exciting attacking midfielder. They, they did that in Elise, they did that in Eze. Trick Warmaker is going to be a lot of the same at the moment. It's like glimpses. Like, yeah, he's still you young. Know, he can, he can do things, but mate, he, is he has not, to work. Mate, well, Gallagher was like that before he came to us. You saw glimpses, and now. Yeah. Well, I, I think we're gonna get Gallagher. I think Gallagher. Mate, this Carney this, this kid, he ain't, he ain't seeing game time at Chelsea, man. Let's be real. He's not. He's yeah. got more game time at Chelsea than he did at Villa. Yeah, he came. He's, oh, he's really? Yeah, he's been playing. He, he comes off the bench quite a lot, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's playing. I, I think he's going to be... How many starts has he had? Yeah, that's a different... That's a different yeah, conversation. He said, he said game also. time. He didn't say starts. Yeah. <laughs> he said game it's, time. It's a, he's getting well, a few more I, minutes. Do you know what? I think we should loan... We should loan Oliver Skip to to Palace. I'd take Skip. Wait, why would you want to do that? Yeah, you don't need him. Oliver Skip is... Do you know what it is? For, for, for where we want to get to, we need to bring in better starting eleven quality into our midfield. I think he needs another another loan somewhere. To he needs a loan to another club before he's ready. I don't think Skip's ready at all. Fair enough. All right, that was uh, Palace. Vieira is obviously gone. Um, please, please, Steve Parish, let's um, let um, certain people rest. They've had a long career in football. They don't need any more stress, and I don't think they want a relegation on their potential. Sorry, relegation on their um, on their um, CV. Uh, FA Cup will quickly run through this. Brighton smacked Brinsby five nil. Shout out Ferguson for a quality goal. Um, by the way, there's a, a article that came out that Brighton posted on their website about him being a Man United fan. So thank you for that. Um, I've gone and tweeted CC at Man United. So you know, do your job. Um, you can take Harry Kane. We'll take him as a Kane replacement. How about that? No, no, no. We'll have him and Kane. You can have Marshall, man. He's, he's available twice a year. Um, <laughs> Sheffield United 3, uh, Blackburn 2. Very entertaining game. Winner by Doyle, an absolute thunder bolt. Um, quality goal. Um, I was going to say something else that would have probably completely cancelled this podcast. Um, Man City won 6 0 against Burnley. I mean, that happens when you play pretty much all your big boys, but that's what they do. All they have is big boys. When they rotate, it's another big boy coming in anyway. Haaland, goal number 41 or two of the season. <sighs> Bro, that was going to be a nice game, yeah, on paper. I was like, City, Burnley, come on, let's get set. And that goal went in. Do you know what? I don't know which Haaland goal it was, but it was the one where the low cross came across the box and he just had to adjust his body, use his left third foot. One. Kind of, was that the third one? That was, was like, absolutely... One, yeah. That it's, was such an underrated finish. Alien, it's alien how often he's in the right place. 
Like, yeah, like people seriously more... underestimate that finish the way he took that. That was brilliant. What a finish! Every goal's a right. Every goal counts the same, right? And he, he doesn't score worldies. He scores rebounds. And if everyone, if if he like, if he's always in the right position, he doesn't need to do anything else. Do you know what though? At, Dor- at Dortmund, he was walloping in some worldies, man. Yeah, he yeah. He can he do everything. It's just not fair. Yeah, exactly. Um, there was chaos at Old Trafford. Um... <laughs> Mate, now... you guys were getting popped before that. Yeah, oh, listen, 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 listen. <laughs> he didn't want to bring that bit up, and he wanted to I, skim I, I, over I'm, that. Sorry, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So <laughs> he was going straight to the red cards. That's what yeah, he was doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Fulham, Fulham came to Old Trafford um, and lost 3-1, but that's not really the story of the game. Um, they were the better side. Um, for let me get let me just get the minutes up really and truly because this is incredible stuff. Um, they were the better side for 72 minutes of the game. They were controlling they, the game, 100. percent They were passing the better, more threatening, defending better. They did everything com- completely well until Maynard had a counter attack. Anthony found Sancho. Sancho ran around the goalkeeper. He took an extra touch. Don't know why, but hey, that's what Sancho does. And he shot, and as the ball was going goal bound, Willian put his thigh and his leg pretty close to each fine leg, fine hand pretty close to each other, and just sort of punched the ball away. Referee blew for a penalty, and then chaos ensued. Chris Kavanaugh runs to the, the, the camera to go and see what's going on for VAR. And before he gets there, he turns to his right and gives Marco Silva a record. Don't know what was said there, but Marco Silva's obviously fuming. I feel like he said something wrong because Boamorte looked like a guy that said, ah, oh, come on, man. Don't do that. He looked, he looked like he was upset. He couldn't really defend his coach. Cool. Willian obviously is caught for the handball. That's a red card as well. So he's, he goes off. But then that's not the best red card of the game. Alexander Mitrovic decided to go up to the referee and grab him super aggressively or rather elbow him a bit backwards and say, hey, what are you doing? Got the red card and then went chest to chest with him. And he got himself sent off. And from there, Maynard is scored in the 75th and 77th minute because, I mean, if you're playing nine men, that's what you should be doing. And, of course, they scored a goal later on in the game with Bruno Fernandes scoring his second of the game uh, in the 96th minute. Um, now, I've been told that Maynard were lucky. My rebuttal is this. You cannot call us lucky when people are stupid enough to get caught. Do you that know handball, I understand why he handballed it. Don't get me wrong. You don't want to concede. So you rather take that handball. Penny, keeper can save it. Game goes on. It is what it is. Understandable. Um, I don't understand it when it comes from certain Uruguayans, by the way. I'm just going to put that out there for people that come and criticize me later on. Um, but Mitrovic, now, the point was brought up that against Liverpool, I believe Bruno Fernandes pushed different. the linesman ever so slightly sort of rushed him out of the way yeah, different, but man. these are two very very different things very different things you, um, you know what from from Mitrovic's thing like it's soft yeah but you you can't do that it's a red card you can't do is that. it soft it's more huh? than a red card ash that's that yeah, that's, that i think he's, he's, so he's going to be him. that's going to be looked at no no but he didn't he didn't like he just kind of just like he didn't like push him like that. It was just like yeah, he got all up in his face afterwards. That's a yeah, red in itself. Well, yeah, exactly. Chest to chest, like you gotta war him. You know, <laughs> you know what? Okay, apart apart from the, the the grabbing thing, that's it. But bro, some of these referees 
they deserve it, man. I'm sorry. No, they do. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. We've got, we've got to be honest, they do deserve it. But in the eyes of the law, the football. A lot of people it. deserve a punch in the face, right? But some say you can't get away with it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, Dan. I mean, what did you feel about? I mean, just the whole scenario. That's a minute of chaos. Bro, it's just mad, isn't it? We could have gone. Could have been going to Wembley. They could have been doing yeah. it at Wembley. It weren't. It weren't far off it. Look, William is a thing. If if you're saving your team from it, like if you're saving your team from go from getting knocked out or preventing a goal, I understand. Louis Suarez back then, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I will never understand. <laughs> Let's not reignite it that. Same, it might be the same thing, <laughs> but I will never understand. But please continue. <laughs> but but you know that's 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 it. That's what it is. Let the referee do his job. Let him do his job. He's made his decision. He's looked at it. He's, he's you know, he's seen it. The, th- the thing with the whole Mitrovic thing is, sometimes you understand if players are mad at the referee because they've clearly made a wrong judgment. That was 100% a red card. Yeah, so, that's, why, that's why I was that's surprised the... at Silva. Why Silva arguing with the ref when it's clearly a handball? Yeah. Nah, that's well, the thing. His, his red card, sorry, his red card it's a came, lack of class. His red card came before the referee looked at the, the, the handball. So why have you aggressively ran at him and said yeah, something. He might, over, he might overturn it and say it's not even a penalty. So there you go. So you know I mean? why have so, you gone and got yourself sent off? Like what's what's happening here? I think it's just the emotion though. When you when obviously you're a manager, it's the emotion of the whole mm-hmm. game and yeah, playing so well. You're near, you're one step at Wembley, and then you you know if it's a penalty, you know United are scoring a penalty. It's not even gonna they're not gonna miss that. So I think it's just emotion. But then you can't have a go at Mitrovic because then you're. As the manager, you can't because you, you've got sent off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're stood in the tunnel watching the game, so you can't ever go your, your strike ever getting sent off. But they don't, they lost their heads. It was what, 70 seconds or whatever of just like just chaos, like you said. Do, do you know? Do you know what? Something I've noticed this season, yeah. And Kojo, I don't want to discredit anything your manager's done. Oh, shoot. Right? Here we go. <laughs> but God. bro, 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 yeah, I, I watch a lot of your games, and I just think time and time again. You are riding your luck in a lot of games, but you are defending as a unit, right? And you're countering well, and Rashford is on form. But I just feel, how long will that be sustainable for? I think, how long is that way? How long is that gonna be sustainable for me? I don't doubt that he's he's gonna get better players and start playing a better brand of football. But we have to remain and see that next season. But I just feel that from a lot of games that I've watched, especially that Brighton game. Uh, was it Brighton or Southampton? Southampton game. Oh man, you rode your luck. Yeah, I feel a lot of games have been quite similar to that. I think United are playing a lot of games though. A lot of games in a yeah. short, a short space of time. Every I'm not saying other, other teams aren't, but I think some of them players are just tired. I think they just need a rest, and he can't rest certain players. Like even bro, even in that cup final, Newcastle yeah, yeah, had right. these guys on the ropes. Leeds and Leicester started really well against them as well. Yeah, I, then... Okay, 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 okay. Because we're gonna we're gonna run out. Yeah, with but the they games. are where they are, though. I'm with you, Kojo. You know, I'm just saying. Thank you, thank you. We are where we are. Now, you know what? It's it's one of the ones where look, the only one I would, would rebut was the Newcastle game because I feel like apart from when Saint Maximan absolutely ruined Dallo, um, and one other header they had, they didn't really create any chance where I thought, yeah, we're in trouble here. They were they were quite well marshaled, um, but. The question of how have we played very well or not? No, we haven't played very well. The tiredness does come in there, but also people have to realize we still got a lot of players in there that are not part of the plan in the next three years. 
and they're going to be eventually shipped out slowly. We even need to get a new goalkeeper as well. And, you know, Tom Heaton, bless his heart, is not going to be challenging the hair. Neither is Jack Butland. They're just there to be there, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, not not a season level. We're not, we're not, um, still who's that goalkeeper they hired that's still there? I forgot his name, man. I've not seen Nigel Martin, that's years ago. Um, not Lee Grant, that's like, unfortunately that was well, my club. Are you talking about City? Yeah, Scott um, Carson. Carson. There we go. Yeah, he's still living a life. <laughs> he's got many trophies in his, in his in his career now, so he's living good. But um, Chris, I'll ask you the question because you did mention the point about May Night and how they've been going. And I think I think actually the thing about getting dragged into the top four battle actually, actually. Um, do you see United having enough to just finish in that top four? Oh yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Um, you've accrued too many points. You know, there was a point where people were thinking you would be title <laughs> challengers. Um, the international breaks come at the perfect time. I think now um, the performances are starting to slip because of that tiredness. I think that's fair enough. But you're still winning games. It's a sign of a uh, a side with confidence and a side with individual quality. If you're still winning games and not playing well, um, well, long term again, is it, is it sustainable? Is another question. Um, but top four this season, you've already won the Carabao Cup. You can win the FA Cup and you can win the Europa League. So it, for me, that's a, an unbelievable season. Um, do, do you know, do you know the way I look at it, yeah? Casemiro out for four games, right? He's got full match ban. I believe, yeah. is that all four Premier League games? Does that count FA no. Cup? As a... um, so it counted the, the Cup game, obviously, this week as well. Oh, it so... counts for the Cups? Yeah, you've you you've caught life there, bro. You've caught life. <laughs> <laughs> because hey. if that if that was four prem games, yeah, you're in trouble. And then also you're still in the FA Cup, you're still in the Europa League, and I just think with all these fixtures, Kojo, I've looked at the table. If you guys lose another game. And Spurs and Newcastle win, then the top four race is getting really well. Good. This this is what I'm gonna say. The reason why I'm not too mad about Casemiro, I mean, we go away to Newcastle, and Newcastle are again where they are and they deserve to be where they are, but they've not been in great form themselves, as we obviously pointed out as well. So who knows that's gonna win that game? But when we've got two home games, I'm not gonna say that means they're wins. I'm just saying, yeah, at home is a bit of comfort. I think you're too nice. You're really nice. That that Newcastle one. And then you're playing us at home very soon. We're playing. We play you guys. No, no, we're coming away to you guys. Actually, we're yeah, playing... that's what I mean. You're playing. We're we're playing you at home. Yeah, but that's that's in April. I mean, well, April's around the corner, but I mean, late April, twenty seventh. So, um, I mean, I'm not gonna stress. You know, Brentford. Uh, for me personally, Everton... I, I think I think you're now in the race. I'm no, not no, saying you won't, I, I, I'm not Listen. saying you won't. I'm not saying you won't get it. You probably will, but. I think no, this no, top but... four race. I think there's a one more twist and turn to go in this top four race. Oh yeah, that'll be Newcastle. Forget, forget us. That'll be Newcastle. And, and for me personally, and I've said this months ago, even when they were losing game after game, I'm still back in Liverpool. <laughs> oh no! No no no! no you're no, not. Don't do that. You had don't to ruin it. That. With that, man. Don't do that. No <laughs> listen, no. Listen, listen, we ain't Liverpool, getting it. I'll tell listen, you right now from watching listen, every single Liverpool game this year with are a team. And they have shown it before that out of nowhere, towards the end of the season, they can put a run together of five, six wins and they can go and get that top four, yeah? And no, I, it's different, no, that midfield is different and, this time. This, no, this, I yeah, know yeah, the midfield is different. different. I, I know things are different, but I just look at them and I just think you cannot write them off, man. You well, can't. They've you got can't. nothing to play for. Got we, did to start, play for. we did start 37-year-old James Milner at the Bernabeu, lads. Come on. 
We're not and that's fine. I'm to be honest, I'm happy for a Europa League tour because the final's in Dublin next year and I want to go. So, I'm down for that, but uh, no, nah, we're not getting it. I, I, I'm almost co- the only way we'll get it is if people can conti- uh, everyone else continues to lose, which is actually a feasible possibility. So, Absolutely. maybe. All right, now before we go, um, Champions League draw was done. Uh, so all I want is just I want to see the the, the, the teams that are playing each other. You just give me a name, and we swiftly move on. So Benfica, Inter, Chris, Benfica, Dan. You're on mute. Sorry, <laughs> Benfica, Benfica, Ash. I've got back my guys, man. Inter, Inter, Theo, Benfica. And JC? I don't watch European football. I'm going... <laughs> I go Inter. <laughs> ah, all right, Inter. Cool. So we've got three Benfica, two Inter. All right. Man City, Bayern. Chris? Man City. Dan? City. Ash? City. Theo? City. JC? Bayern because everyone else went City. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking. I was thinking. I mean, I know it's not disrespect to Bayern, but I was thinking that there'll be a bit more Bayern, maybe a bit more. But it's okay. So good. Um, we know who I'm supporting, and it's definitely not Messi. Um, Real Madrid, Chelsea. Chris, this, Real is, this is very interesting now. Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Dan. Chelsea. I'm. I'm 100 confident. There we go. All right, Chelsea. Ash. They they've been terrible in the league, but in these moments, I back I back the I back the serial winners, Real Madrid. Real Madrid, Theo, Chelsea, of course, go back your boys. I like that, of course, man. JC, uh, it's got to be Madrid now. They've got too right, much sauce. They've got too much sauce in the Champions League. Can, They're different the, gravy. Can, can I just tell you something? Right, well, I was I was I was at a shisha bar last night. Right, Real Madrid yeah. versus Barcelona. I was wondering why it was so packed up. I've never seen oh, Brunsler yeah. Road. That's where I live in Manchester, by the way, n- near there, about right, Curry Mile. I've never seen so many people just out there. And mm. then the minute the Barcelona winner went in, that late in the game, whole place empty, finished, done. Oh, so, bro, that El Clasico defeat. I'm just saying, if that's anything to go by, the emotions. Uh, nah, Madrid never let that get to them. Man. Madrid have won. Madrid have won how many titles in the last 14 years? I think it's like four. Something like that. Then they've Ch- never Champions, Champions League's their baby, man. Champions they find a way league. somehow. That's what I was somehow. saying. Madrid are not a league side. They literally Champions came league. to Anfield and won with aura. Like that, that's, <laughs> they literally they used the force at Anfield, two mate. No, that's... Two no down, by the way. Two no down. I will say this though, and Theo, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you went to go in Champions League, did you knock them out? Yes, we, that's that's why I'm smiling because we've already beaten. We beat Atletico. We beat. But they did have Thomas Tuchel. They did have Rudiger. They did have Kante. No, not understandable. We've got Kante, and we, 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 I'd say Badia Shaw. But Kante's Fana, not really the same. The same well, Shaw's not in the squad, but Fafana, Silva. I think, I think, see, with knockout football, it's anyone's. It don't even yeah. matter about their league yeah. form or none of that. I think it's just who wants to, the game more. And I think we have every chance against Real Madrid, but I've got to say that. Absolutely, absolutely. And final game, Chris, Milan, Napoli. The favourites for the tournament, in my opinion, Napoli. All right, Dan. I'm not yeah, bad. You gotta say Napoli, man. Napoli, Ash. 
I'm a big fan. Yeah, Napoli will easily beat them, but yeah, I don't see Napoli winning the Champions League. If they do, really? brilliant for her. You don't see them beat? You, you, they, they've got to be favourites, surely, above nah, everyone. The way that they're playing nah. in the league as well. and nah. They're looking I think, good. I, I think, yeah. for me, and I know, for me, I know it's, they've, they failed a lot, but for me, I'm backing Man City to go the way this year. I think they'll win the champs. That, that it's between them two and Real Madrid for me. Real Madrid will get. Real Madrid get to the final. I'm saying this right now. Do you know what it is though? Napoli have that like um, they've got that thing with them this season that you know that um, that it's like that magic in the air. Like the fans are all on side. That the, the crowd is behind them. They're playing beautiful football. They've got two superstars in their team right now. I just feel I feel Man City will be too much for them. Could be, could be. Um, finally, uh, JC. Oh, wait, no, Theo, I haven't asked you, have I? Who are we on again? Oh, yeah, Napoli. Napoli, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, because yeah. uh, we got into the discussion. I completely forgot my apology. <laughs> JC, Special K is doing a madness, yeah, so it's got to be Napoli. It's yeah, that, be. Boy, that boy is good. That boy is you really, know what? Really Na- Napoli versus Man City will be one hell of a final. I'm just going to say this right now. Real Madrid are getting into that final. You reckon? Whether, people like it, whether we like it or not, I'm just saying that right now because the thing is, not to toot my own horn too much, but every time I've, I've said they're going to win the Champions League on this podcast, they've gone and done it. And I haven't said it's because of Benzema, Ronaldo, whatever. I just used the same words Mourinho used at Man United when they got locked up by Sevilla. Football heritage. heritage. They find their way somehow. No matter who, no matter who's in that squad, if they're in the Champions League, they get into that final and somehow... They're probably gonna win it, and it's just it's just what they do. Uh, who knows? I mean, they've been absolutely destroyed by um, Xavi three times with Barcelona this this season. But then when they go to the Champions League, for some reason, they find themselves again. So we'll see what it is. But anyway, uh, I think we'll wrap it up there. It's been a long podcast, hour and a half. I've kept some, some people longer than I thought I would. Um, but of course, it was jam packed. I want to say thank you to all our guests, uh, which I will allow themselves to plug everything that they have going. So we will go. We'll go backwards to the the front this time. So JC, please, please plug everything you got going on. Yeah, um, subscribe to Eagle Eye Football. Uh, we are mostly a Crystal Palace football channel, but we do other stuff as well. We talk. We have a show called Get Amped where we talk about everything football. We've got a vlog out for the Arsenal away match. We've got some fan cams with. Uh, Cecil and Kelechi from AFTV uh, Rich also featured on AFTV last night so if you want to go check that out go ahead and yeah um, I'll sure to write down all you guys' names for when we do reviews and previews for uh, our upcoming matches Awesome, awesome thank you for coming onto the podcast Theo, as always you know how it goes Yeah, Yeah, appreciate you having me on as always Kojo so yeah, appreciate that but um, yeah from the Shed End Chelsea podcast, Chelsea YouTube channel, um, all Chelsea content, so all the socials as well. If you hit the link tree, when you get onto our page, you'll see all the socials on there as well. Um, and their style of play football, a bit wider than Chelsea as well. So there's a style of style of play, uh, YouTube, Twitter, all of that as well. It's more about European football and, and obviously English football as well, um, the, the English leagues. So give that a follow as well. But yeah, appreciate you having me on, Kojo, as always, man. Absolutely, always a pleasure, my friend. Ash, yeah, nothing to plug, but yeah, once again, uh, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Always, <clears throat> uh, guys, in a, if you're listening, make sure you like and subscribe to 
to free 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 and midfield podcast. And yeah, thanks thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. As always, thank you for coming on, Dan. Of course. Kojo, absolute pleasure to be back, man. Uh, yeah, enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, nothing really to plug, but you can follow me on Twitter down here. I think you can see the tag, at Raza Jono. Um, I'm usually tweeting about Villa, sports-related stuff. Um, the WrestleMania season's upon us as well, so it's probably going to be better wrestling tweets. So if you're not into that, I I'm going to have you muted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for some minute myself to be fair. So, you'll be, I'll be tweeting you alongside uh, with you, Dan, on that one. I'll um, do it, bro. <laughs> absolutely. And Chris, finally, of course, yourself, please plug yourself. Yeah, um, not much. I just check out the YouTube channel, Stonage. I watched loads of football. Um, but also, the big thing I want to check out on there, um, a good friend of mine, uh, Hass, his brother, um, we're going to be climbing uh, Snowden. Uh, for to raise funds for an all-terrain wheelchair for his brother who's got several disabilities vision impairment and epilepsy uh so if you have if you want to check out that documentary and if you've got spare few quid please uh lob it their way um because it's a really really good cause awesome uh chris send me that link when you can as well and i'll i'll share it with the people as well absolutely thank you for that um of course i'm kojo if you want to follow me personally kojo from the field that's the app, um, of course, by Foil Free Midfield Podcast. You know where to find us if you're listening. That's your audios and your YouTubes, Free Midfield Podcast, as it goes. Um, other than that, have a lovely week. It's international break. So if your team's been stressing you, don't worry. You're going to see them in about two weeks. So have a good last two weeks. And <laughs> Chris, um, best of everybody. Take Bye. care, lads.